0: The following podcast contains spoilers for True Grit and Spring Breakers. You have been warned. Okay, so yeah, this podcast will also contain spoilers for Captain Marvel.
1: to another KFR News Radio broadcast, brought to you by Glenjamin
0: Button and Miguel
1: Magusto. I don't think well, that's going to get old, to be
0: honest. What Miguel Magusto? <laughs> it's it's just so natural the way that flows. That it it intro. is. It's it's I. It's the very first nickname I've ever been given that wasn't just my name, and I dig it almost anyway. as much as I dig Glenjamin Button.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so how are you, Glen?
1: Don't talk to me ever again.
0: I'm sorry. Not well I after. do have a question for you, and you yeah. will know this one. Okay. Complete the title of the 2015 movie Avengers Age of Voltron. Oh definitely wrong. it's gotta be Voltron. There's no wrong. other way around it. Wrong. <laughs> it's actually the Age of Iron. Oh. Yeah. Or Adamantium? Yeah. Adamantium. Or not no, even to. I'm not even going to give the real answer because if people don't know that, then uh, I don't know who they are. It's kind of a given. <laughs> yeah, really. So, uh, how, have you seen any noteworthy movies since last week? <clears throat> uh, I think
1: the only one I saw was Captain Marvel, and that was the day after our podcast. No, you you did you saw was it right it? before we recorded. Oh, was it. Uh, okay,
0: yeah. uh, we were. I was waiting for you to finish watching it, right. to watch it. So, um,
1: but uh. Then no, probably yeah. not.
0: Well, I also saw Captain Marvel, but I I know you wanted to talk about that, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, okay. I Last week, after the day that we were the day that we recorded the podcast, after we recorded the podcast, I watched the movie To Dust, which is listed on IMDb as a drama, but it's like more an incredibly dark comedy. Uh, it's about a Hasidic cantor um in upstate New York who uh is distraught that his wife is do- uh is dead and is having nightmares of her body decomposing and friends yeah befriends a biologist uh to try to get more information about what state of decay his wife is in and oh. yeah it's it's a lot funnier than it sounds but it's <laughs> i'm sure it is it is dramatic too like it's it's a it's a good mix but uh i really enjoyed it um so far it's the best movie of the year in my opinion i know that's gonna be beat out though but just because we're early in the year and this year hasn't been too great so far yeah uh then i also saw the documentary apollo 11 which was honestly how i wish uh they Shall Not Grow Old was, because it was kind of the same thing where they took archive footage, um, but then they added uh, ADR and stuff, and they actually okay. did, they they had the advantage of using recordings from the actual space launch, yeah. like, communications between, so they did have an advantage over their uh, They Shall Not Grow Old, but, um, yeah, it just, it was a better flow, in my opinion. It was, uh, you actually felt like you were there watching it instead of them, like, just having decades later stories being told yeah so, uh, yeah i really and not that the two are comparable i mean you have world war one and uh the trip to the moon so you can't not really the same yeah they're, they're not the same no Shit. no uh then yesterday uh, I, I saw captain marvel on monday but or wednesday but we'll uh, we'll get into that later uh yesterday i saw climax directed by gasper No. uh it's that movie about the uh the dance group that uh, during a party, I guess someone spikes their wine and uh, <laughs> thing things spikes it with LSD and things do not go well. Um, honestly, it would have been good as a a short film because it, it dragged on too long. It focused on things that weren't interesting for too long. And the funny thing is, when the, something did in, something interesting did happen, yeah, they abandoned it to go look at something that's not that interesting, and it was really annoying. What's um, interesting to me mm. is I've never heard anyone spike wine. Oh, sangria! It was sangria. Like I, I, heard, it was sangria. Um, I was about to say I've never. You, you hear spike in drinks, but never like oh, I spiked this yeah. bitch's wine. That, that was just me being a non-drinker and just knowing that wine is in sangria, and that's about it. And then I forgot that the word sangria until you brought that up. So, <laughs> but it, yeah, it was a sangria. Um, then I saw captive state. Directed by Rupert Wyatt, starring John Goodman, Ash, uh, Ashton Sanders, Jonathan Majors, Vera Farmiga, uh, and it's a, a really cool, like, low-budget sci-fi. Um, yeah, about like the world after aliens took over and started like writing our laws and everything. It's about like the the rebellion group that's trying to get control back of the world, and it's it's getting torn apart. I mean, it's it's kind of down the middle. It's got a I think it's at, like, 53 on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.7 on IMDb. But it's it's honestly better than that. I honestly... I, I don't know why people are so harsh on it. It's not a great movie, but it's definitely intriguing and, and uh, well-made, given uh, the resources they had. So, two
1: things. Yeah. I'm glad one of us movie buffs is actually watching movies in their spare time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, two, I was actually going to watch Captive State this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kira went back up to your direction this weekend. Mm. So I had a free weekend. Uh, yesterday, I had a free day to myself. And I was like, I'll get some shit done. You know what? I'll go get a haircut. I'll go get some groceries and shit. And then I, I, maybe I'll watch a movie. I got the yeah. groceries. I got the haircut. I didn't watch the movie. And it was going to be Captive State because I had choices between that and uh, Six Feet Between Us or whatever the hell that movie is called. Yeah, five Feet Between Us or whatever. Qu- yeah. Damn, close enough. Yeah. Uh, with... Little Zach and Cody, yeah, <laughs> from Sweet <Suite> Life. Well, <laughs> they, just they, one of them.
0: They both play the same character. Over, um, uh, they do the uh, Michelle from uh, Michelle Tanner from Full House <laughs> thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I never actually got around to doing it. I was just like, you know, yeah. go home and chill. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's it's definitely worth a watch. Especially, I feel like it's definitely uh in theaters. It has a uh, you know an extra edge as yeah. most movies do but I, I definitely feel like this one is worth seeing in theaters okay even if people disagree with me you know what i don't really care it's i think i thought well, it was good i didn't that's have the, any that's
1: the point of this podcast we're here to disagree and that's it we're not allowed to agree I, at all
0: i think the biggest problem with it for other people is that they expected like an action-packed movie but it's more like a spy thriller than anything like a sci-fi say, spy it thriller
1: seems, it seemed more like a government type thing than anything
0: yeah because you know what you can see a trailer and kind of know what it is but then people see aliens are like oh it's gonna be action-packed like no it's not it's, it's yeah, it, it did kind of
1: remind me of that movie with the two brothers or their brothers or half-brothers or whatever, and they've got that alien gun or some shit like that. Yeah, it's kind of more the, of a... It had that tone and look, mm-hmm. but I knew, was, I could tell it from the trailer it was like a different kind of movie.
0: I think the one flaw this movie has uh, is that it... Uh, it's. PG thirteen. I think it could have been a lot better if they were, uh, if it was rated R and, and could show yeah, more because nice. a lot of the time that it cut, with it John cut away from Ooh. Yeah, exactly. Him uh, just
1: dipping people in vats of uh, acid and shit. You know, that'd be nice.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, and you wanted to talk about <sighs> Captain Marvel. We both we both watched that, uh, and you kind of wanted to talk about it. And uh, uh, we could either do that now or we could do that after all this. Uh, we're gonna
1: obviously we to into spoilers there, so that's yeah. up to you. Uh, let's just talk about
0: it now, get it out of the way. Okay, okay. War is a universal language. I know a renegade soldier when I see one.
1: Never occurred to me that one might come from above. Space invasion, big car chase. Truth be told, I was ready to
0: hang it up till I met you today. I personally thought it was the least inspired Marvel movie. Uh, that I've seen. Granted, I yeah. haven't seen the second Thor movie. Um, and I've probably missed a few others. That could probably take the cake for that one. But See, that I've I'm, seen. I'm
1: one of the few people that actually... I mean, it, granted, it's been years since I've seen the second Thor movie. But I actually like the second Thor movie, more than one in the first one.
0: Yeah, from what I've heard about it, it at least has more emotion. Like, this is just kind of... It has no heartbeat at all. It's, it's yeah. from the get-go just... Monotone throughout, and it, it matches. I understand why she's monotone, but it matches mm-hmm. Brie Larson's character um, throughout the entire movie. And honestly, I probably would have had more fun watching Nick Fury talk to a cat for two and a half hours than
1: which would have been you know, fantastic. It would have
0: been fantastic, or Ben Mendelsohn being afraid of a cat for two and a half hours. Would have been he the, the, they were the, uh, in my opinion, the only two noteworthy things about this movie yeah Uh, so uh, jude law was all right but uh you know i wanted i wanted
1: to bring this up mainly because a lot of people are surprised that i didn't like it that much i didn't hate it it was an okay movie to like to say the least it was an okay movie yeah but everyone i've talked to they're like you didn't find it fantastic i'm like listen stop talk to me a little bit let's debate (laughs) this friend just because it's a marvel movie doesn't mean it's fantastic i've come to grips with that um the i'm tired of origin stories man uh, to me this just felt like another cash grab yeah we, we kind of needed a captain marvel like to see where she came from and shit but at the same time did we did yeah. we really
0: you could have done it like years ago and it would have yeah. been fine but like i, I feel like just because you know so many origin stories, and they're more or less all the same, you know, yeah. like someone who was down and out on their luck, or, you know, had had low confidence, uh, wasn't accepted in their group, suddenly has powers. Ooh, good for you. Yay. Yeah, so,
1: like you said, uh, Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn were absolutely the best parts of this movie. Yeah. Uh, the chemistry they had with Brie Larson, for the most part, uh, was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Brie Larson herself, she was... Good enough for the character she was given. It seemed more or less to be the writing than anything. Yeah, it, it definitely just,
0: was the writing because I've seen. I mean, you you saw Room too. Absolutely. she uh, Brie I Larson saw it with you. won. An, yeah, Brie Larson won an Oscar for Room, and you know she has the ability to have an outstanding it's, performance. It's just it just the, the writing she didn't have in this emotion not, in this. Yeah, exactly. Well,
1: not again. It's not her fault. It's the way that I guess the character was written out. Yeah,
0: and. Uh, it's I, I understand for action movies it's best for, for the characters to show little emotion. Mm-hmm. But they took it to an, an all new extreme in my opinion. like even even Keanu Reeves in The Matrix shows some emotion. And in yeah, this, she,
1: she just seemed like a robot. Yeah,
0: she definitely seemed like a robot. Which would have made and more and sense if she I, was
1: an actual robot.
0: And it, it makes sense when when you uh, when they don't reveal that she was she is a human. When before they revealed that she is a human, uh, it, it definitely makes sense. But like when she realizes she's a human, she's like, "Oh, I mm-hmm. guess I'm a human." And doesn't. Okay. Yeah, it's. Uh, Kind of, um, kind of frustrating. Uh, the one thing I do I do kind of like, and that this might be like with the comic books and uh, canon and, and what have you. But I, I really enjoyed um, the fact that Ben Mendelsohn's people in this were actually the good guys, and she started off on the wrong side. Yeah. Um, from, I, I, from
1: what I I think I understand. I'm not too involved with Captain Marvel background, but I th- I think the scrolls are the bad guys. Period.
0: Yeah. Well, if that that is the case... It's
1: kind of a twist in this movie, then.
0: If that is the case, I'm sure there's some people that are upset about that. But honestly, I thought that... You know, I've never seen that in a... uh a Marvel movie yet, where the the good the good the protagonist stay uh, starts on the bad guy's side and then uh, does a switch. Yeah, uh, later on, that uh, was nice. I, I felt like this relied too heavily on '90s nostalgia too. Like, oh man, the
1: music and my everything. god,
0: like it, it's it's it used it as a crutch. It wasn't just like, oh look, a blockbuster, and then you know moved on. Oh look, a payphone moved on. It was like, there no. there
1: was there was another movie that did that recently, and I, I can't remember the, what it was.
0: And I love. 90s nostalgia i like the i mean obviously we grew up in the 90s so i appreciate 90s nostalgia more than 80s nostalgia but they use it as a crutch to the point where like when she goes into uh the computer uh, program which i they call what do they call the supreme intelligence i think yeah the supreme intelligence when she goes in there the supreme intelligence is listening to nirvana Mm -hmm. a song that had not been played before uh i think it was come as you are um she was the supreme intelligence was like it would have been one thing had that song played at all in the mm-hmm. throughout the movie and then the supreme intelligence was listening to it but it was like no the Sup- supreme intelligence is a uh, nirvana fan first time nirvana is ever <laughs> mentioned too by the way <laughs>
1: yeah oh dude i was so upset with how lee pace looked and sounded cuz the whole movie Ronan was my favorite one of my favorite parts of Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, uh, um, interruption. How great is it that James Gunn's coming back for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 absolutely finally?
1: Absolutely fantastic.
0: Disney did the right thing, and absolutely. I'm so pumped. So pumped they, about they, that. I
1: guarantee you they won the hearts back of a lot of fucking people with yeah, that decision.
0: Absolutely. Um, I'm so sorry to interrupt. I just, no, no you're you good. You, remi- you reminded me about that. glad you brought it up.
1: But, uh, but yeah, Lee Pace, this whole movie, I'm sitting there. Is that Lee Pace? If that's not Lee Pace, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah. But I'm pissed right now because I can't tell if it's Lee Pace because he doesn't sound the same. He doesn't look the same. The look is because he didn't have that like black face paint on. hmm But he just looked weird. Was that just war paint in Guardians of the Galaxy? It seemed like it because he was just straight up blue.
0: Yeah. But yeah, like, I, I I thought it, I thought it was just part of his uh his uh yeah because when in color. the beginning
1: of Guardians of the Galaxy they're like. He's getting bathed and stuff, and then he's putting on his armor, and then he's getting this face paint on. Okay, like yeah, put I, I face didn't paint remember on. that. So, um,
0: um,
1: but yeah, like he didn't have that face paint or anything. He looked just weird, and I couldn't tell if it was Lee Pace. And then once his name popped up in the credits, I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah. No, he didn't even sound the same. Yeah, uh, um, that's just a nitpick, but whatever. This,
0: this most people probably have no idea what I'm going to talk about. I'm really glad to see Matthew Maher is getting a uh, getting some work. Uh, he played norix who's the guy that kind of sacrifices himself um, to pretend to be Bree Larson mm-hmm. uh, he's the scroll character yeah and uh, you've probably seen him he's the uh that actor he kind of has like a lisp and has a cleft lip um, I mean a, f- uh, a fixed cleft, uh, cleft lip but uh tongue twister yeah yeah but uh you know he's a he's a character actor and I'm really glad to see that he's getting like some pretty big roles too yeah um, most notably, you probably remember him. He—I'm he, pretty sure he's friends with Ben Affleck because he's in a lot of Ben Affleck movies. Um, but uh, he's in—he's uh, like the the racist guy in *Live by Night*. Uh, not to bring oh, yeah, up that, that, guy, that movie. I could, could, couldn't tell what he looked like without all that
1: makeup there. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I, as soon as I heard his voice, I was like, "Good for you, Matthew Mayer. Yeah, good for you." Um, but yeah, this movie—it's—it's it's fine. It's not bad. But I was just as much as I don't care for marvel movies they've always entertained me at least mm-hmm. this one didn't even do that you yeah. know is i i recognize that it's well made uh but the writing is just so lackluster that it, it really uh the
1: cgi like didn't pull through with me either it just seemed like they didn't try hard enough or like yeah. they do they tried too hard on visuals but they didn't.
0: It, it honestly felt like they just know it's gonna make a buttload of money so might yeah. as well cut some uh cut some costs while they're at it. <laughs> yeah. Like, there was,
1: there was, like, slow-mo visuals where, like, there's a bunch of colors and shit which yeah. were cool and looked good. And then, like, when it got to the fighting stuff and, yeah. like, when she's using her powers, it looked terrible. I don't...
0: I will say, the one thing I did notice about Brie Larson, uh, anytime she was, like, f- flying a fighter jet or fighter spaceship or whatever, um, she performed those really well. And I know she she uh, trained with actual fighter pilots and they had gone up flying, mm-hmm. but I, I've like seen like um, cockpit camera uh, uh, footage of you know trick flight uh, fighter pilot people doing yeah. things, and she kind of went through all the motions that they do, which you know it was a nice subtle nod to detail, but like to most people she probably just looks angry, but they do that to like fight the the G forces, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you know. I, Again, small detail, but I'm trying to find any positive I can say about Brie Larson's performance, so... Oh, well, yeah.
1: Uh, I think I got two more things to say about Sure.
0: It. Yeah, I'm, I said pretty much everything I need to.
1: Um, huge, hugely upset little continuity error. When she flies into space, literally, she's just flying. She does not have her, hel- her like, helmet on, mm-hmm. so she can't, like, breathe oxygen. So she's just flying in space without her helmet on.
0: Yeah, that's one... Like, we... I, we like, she I had did no it multiple idea, times...
1: Like, throughout the movie
0: they never they never went to show that she can breathe in space and then like it would have been one thing if it happened once and then she just never flew with it again but they kept going back to the helmet yeah
1: and Um, then the the last the very last time she flies off into space she doesn't have her helmet on and I'm sitting there like what (laughs) yeah yeah. what is happening She should be dead. Like, I get because they had to show like emotion and be like, oh, I'm going to miss you guys with her face and stuff like that. But I mean, you didn't show any emotion throughout the rest of the movie, so why do you (laughs) care then? (laughs) So there was that. I was like, why doesn't she have her helmet on in the middle of the theater? I'm like, what? What? Huh? Everybody's seeing this, right? (laughs) And then uh, the last one, like, I'm I'm, I'm bagging on this movie hard, but it it wasn't Suicide Squad bad or anything like that. It was just an okay movie. But the last one was the biggest upset that they could have done, which was at one point they're like asking Ben Mendelsohn's character like what he can turn into. And then he's like, I'll pay you 20 bucks right now if you turn into a Venus flytrap. He's like, what's a Venus flytrap or something like that. Yeah. And then the the end credits would have been perfect for that, him just turning into a Venus flytrap. And they do something completely different. I was so mad.
0: But instead they have to have a a cat throw up, which... uh, I was really upset that I waited around for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, that was the perfect opportunity right there. Or, or
0: that locker or whatever yeah. he was talking about, the filing cabinet. You know what? We've talked about this so much, we're going to add this to the the podcast. We're going to add a judgment for this movie at the end. So. Okay. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> so we'll get into yeah, that. Seriously, but, uh, we put 15 minutes into that. Yeah, really. Do you have anything else to say about Captain Marvel? That's, that's it, really. Yeah, same here. I All got, right. I got my shit out. So you're not from around
1: here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories.
0: I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. No idea what threats are out there. We can't do this alone. We need you.
1: I'm not what you think I am.
0: So let's move on. And I'm gonna, I'm, I know you want to get it out of the way, but we're moving on to true grit.
1: That's fine. That's fine.
0: <laughs> Says Life Magazine true grit is good enough for me, it's good enough for you. And if it isn't good enough for some movie company, then the free enterprise system is really going to hell. Move along.
1: They tell me you're a man with true grit.
0: Well, what do you want? Speak up.
1: I've already wrinkled the paper. It's pretty loose because your makings are too dry. I'm looking for Tom Cheney.
0: Well, who's he?
1: He's the man that shot and killed my father, Frank
0: Ross. Says the New York Times, as touching as it is irreverently amusing,
1: Marshal Looster Cogburn and I are going after the murderer, Tom Cheney. How did you light on that greasy vagabond? They say he has grit. True Grit, directed by Henry Hathaway, uh, stars John Wayne, Kim Darby, and Glenn Campbell. True Grit is about a drunkard, hard-nosed U.S. marshal and a Texas ranger who help uh, a stubborn teenager track down her father's murderer in Indian territory.
0: Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, fun fact, this was the very first John Wayne movie I ever watched. You and me both. I I went back throughout his entire filmography, at least uh, acting-wise, to see yeah. if I had seen anything else, and I hadn't. Um, and, you know, actually, he's, he's a better actor than I thought he would be. I, yeah. I kind of expected just one tone throughout, which for the most part it was, yeah. but when he needed to have emotion, he did. So, uh, I, I was actually pretty surprised to see that... Uh. He was a, a relatively decent actor
1: i'm trying to I th- i'm pretty sure this is the my first movie for him too like i've my dad always watched westerns so i'm surprised i've never seen anything with him in it which yeah. he's done a lot of westerns mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think this is the first one as well for me
0: yeah um one thing that always gets me when i watch old movies that involve animals I always feel bad for the animals, because they didn't have, like, the protection that they do now. Yeah. For, uh, you know, with... with I, I think you remember a few years back with A, a Dog's Purpose, where everyone was freaking mm-hmm. out because... Because the dog in the swimming pool. Yeah, they more or less... Um, or the uh, They Whirlpool did everything thing. they could to get a dog in a swimming pool, when he obviously didn't want to. Yeah. And th- uh, comparatively to what they did here, they were very nice to that dog. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I think... and. Uh, that thing was a huge controversy
1: but i'm pretty sure at the end of the day like it, it turned out there was video proof that there was people
0: there like trained for like, well not only that but like they that. they uh the the person who leaked that video cut out the part where the dog jumps in on their own
1: yeah that was that was, anyway that's a whole different topic yeah, but yeah but, like but in Vince, you know yeah, you know that they did not story. have that
0: like there were points where i was like did they actually kill that horse yeah <laughs> man back then they didn't go fuck yeah it's it's a real shame so i you know that that always gets me but it, it's one of those things where you have to think like oh it's done already what it, it was a different time and yeah just do your best to move on but it it, it was a, a bit distracting for me um uh, i mean even even in braveheart they they used fake horses whenever the, the horse would uh be in severe danger not just falling yeah. over but like severe danger um, um so
1: I had picked this movie because it it seemed, it seems to be, at least from my point of view, it seems like a pretty big milestone for a Western movie. Yeah. You, know, you always hear people talking about it, whether this one or the Coen Brothers movie. Um, and just John Wayne and how great he is in this movie and stuff like that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? We need to finally watch it. And I assume you, assume you haven't seen it before, right? I think you No, no. This was week? the first time watching yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I figured if I'm going to watch a John Wayne movie... I'm gonna watch the one that's most talked about, and it's gonna be this one here. Yeah. So that's that's why I picked it, and I'm glad I did. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah. This movie's pretty good. The uh, it, it's impossible because I did see the Coen Brothers version, so I already knew the story. And this story, it's it's more or less the same story. There's a few yeah. subtle changes, but like there were scenes where I was just like, yeah, this is in the the, the Coen Brothers version. Uh, I full disclosure, I think the Coen Brothers version is better overall. I do too,
1: um, but I also haven't seen it since it came out, so yeah. I can't talk too I, much. I,
0: I remember how I felt watching the Coen Brothers one. Yeah, and it's uh, I, I feel like the Coen Brothers did a better job at pulling you know emotional uh, strings and and getting you to feel a certain way. Where this is just kind of on display. It was like feel however you want to feel. Yeah. Um. And uh, which I mean I could see some people thinking it's better, but you know, kind of going to see a movie is. To be manipulated by the director, so it's also
1: probably one of those things where it depends on which one you see first, too.
0: Yeah, that could be it as well. Uh, that's again not to say that this movie's bad. I really no. enjoyed. I really enjoyed this one. I just remember wishing that they had done things like the Coen Brothers did. Uh, but you know me, I'm also obsessed with the Coen Brothers. So. Well, that's that's also. I mean I I may or may not be wrong in this but that's
1: also mm-hmm. like the old boy movies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, like
1: I I love them both. I think they're both great. But everybody's like oh this one's shit compared to the the original. I haven't
0: seen the American one, but I'm sure it's decent, yeah. you know. Um the biggest thing I wish they did for this, in this one they they just straight up show the murder of her father. Mhm. They show who shoots him. There's no mystery to it, yeah. And in the Coen Brothers one, you only hear the murder, mm-hmm. you don't, see, and you you see him writing off, but you don't get a good look at him. Yeah. So that like even even though you know it's Josh Brolin, like if you look at IMDb, if you didn't look at IMDb, you don't know it's Josh Brolin that that murdered him in uh in the Coen Brothers version. Yeah. But it builds like this entire suspense because you just you you hear the name, you hear what he's done, and it creates a more suspenseful tone throughout. You know, like any time mm-hmm. that someone comes up, you're like, oh, is is that is that uh is that Tom Cheney, the guy the guy who yeah, killed yeah, yeah, her yeah. dad? Like, you you're always questioning whoever you see if if that's Tom Chaney or not. Yeah. Um, and, and that was definitely an element that I missed. But it also shows
1: like how far we've come with like writing and everything like that, and mm-hmm. just the storytelling. Like this is a good story, but the Coen Brothers they. this feels like more of a coen brothers podcast than the actual true grit (laughs) um it just shows you how far we've come like this is an excellent movie but like they've we've come so far in storytelling like that one like feels so much better just the way it's told and the feeling
0: yeah absolutely um another thought i had uh when when maddie gets into town she like goes to a public hanging Mm -hmm. and like what a weird place and time to be when there's no Uh, tvs no tvs and that's just like like, an acceptable thing that
1: people go yeah where
0: you choose to watch someone die and you're excited about it that's just fucked up like no matter what that person's done like even her
1: uh, i don't want to say servant
0: but even
1: her her servant was even like Oh, I was gonna go to the hanging, but my, your mother told me to stay with you. Yeah, she's like, you can go to the hanging; it's okay. i will yeah. just, I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I was speaking of Maddie, like uh, Haley uh, Steinfeld uh, in the Coen Brothers version, got mm-hmm. nominated for for an Oscar, uh, and Kim Darby was just as great and didn't. She get any, was fantastic yeah, in this movie. She didn't get any nomination for it either. I, th- I thought she was way better than John Wayne. No offense Absolutely. to John Wynn. Yeah, no, I mean she had more to work with, but yeah. she she definitely uh especially compared to Glenn Campbell. Not not nothing to knock Glenn Campbell. Yeah. Uh he's he's a musician. He's not much of an actor. Uh, he did great with what he could, like for not being an actor. But yeah. he, you could tell that he wasn't in his element. But Kim Darby as Maddie Ross, she was just phenomenal. She, oh my God. yeah, she
1: stole the absolute yeah, show. Yeah, she, that's, she that's, ran the show. That's really sure weird to
0: say. Yeah, for a uh, for a movie that's got John Wayne in it. Yeah, really. Uh, but the, I mean, the the writing was fantastic. It's really funny in a dark way. So you could definitely see why the Coen Brothers were drawn to remake it because uh, it, it's kind of like, the earliest... It has the earliest elements of their style with, like, the dark comedies and yeah. the, the quick dialogue back and forth and, yeah. and all that. So, uh, I... I You know, I'm very grateful that this movie was made just because I could definitely see influences for the Coen brothers throughout. Yeah. Um, I really loved the, the chemistry between Kim Darby
1: and John Wayne, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it wasn't the most fantastic, but, I mean... Yeah, he's always calling her baby sister and stuff like that, and he yeah. always seemed to care about her, even if he was a good old drunken marshal. Yeah, and man, did he get drunk quick? He is a lightweight.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I I think it's uh, the the thing about the dialogue in this. It's very self aware. Yeah, like there's when um, Maddie and and Rooster Cogburn are, I guess they're they're debating what uh or negotiating what they're going through mm-hmm. pricing and all that. And John Wayne, like it's very complicated and kind of hard to understand. And then John Wayne, his character, I think it's John Wayne. I, I might be mis- mis- mistaken and com- uh, combining a bunch of different uh, uh, elements, but uh, someone says, I don't understand this conversation myself. <laughs> and it, I felt like there was think, just very I aware. That was John Wayne. Yeah. Where it was like in the middle of a very complicated oh, wait, conversation. No, that, I think, it was Glenn Campbell, that was Glenn Campbell, yeah. That was Glenn Campbell, so okay, that I'm yeah. I sure. think, I think it was uh, when they he... were
1: all sitting there, and she's like, I'm going. He's like, You're not going, and then she just goes and spats off like she does,
0: yeah. And he's like, I don't even know what the hell's going on, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was that was really funny, yeah. it, was a, it was a nice, uh, nice self awareness for the script, yeah. um. I was 100%,
1: even though I saw his name, I was not expecting Robert Duvall in this movie, 100%. Yeah, me neither.
0: Or Dennis who, uh, Hopper. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Is,
1: I was like, huh?
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: How you the, doing, buddy?
0: <laughs> uh, kind of going back into the um, how the Coen Brothers version has more emotion, uh, and also speaking of Dennis Hopper, when Dennis Hopper's character is dying and, and Rooster Cogborn kind of is there with him, and you can kind of see that Rooster Cogburn's is trying to make him at ease, knowing that he's dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this—I'm not saying this is against the actors; it's more against the way it was shot, uh, which you know, movies nowadays are shot completely different than they yeah. were back then. But the when it when it was uh, Jeff Bridges and Domino Gleeson instead of uh, with John Wayne and Dennis Hopper in the Coen Brothers version, I felt like it was more impactful and more emotional. Yeah, and uh, you know, you definitely really had. A sense of who Rooster Cogborn was in that, like, he just kind of puts on this tough facade when mm-hmm. in reality he's just a normal human being that kind of has to put on a tough facade for his job. Yeah, it's
1: fantastic just, like, how far we've come with it. Like, the inspiration yeah. this movie gave to, like, give powerful scenes mm-hmm. to be recreated like that. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. And
0: I, um, you and I are both fans of Levi the Poet. No. And, uh, you're not? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and in his album uh, he references this movie yeah and uh, at the uh, he said like at that's, the that's end, what
1: I that's what I thought of when I picked the movie too I'm like oh shit
0: I picture Nemesis like a John Wayne movie I know you always
1: love true grit. but At the end of the script, Maddie still doesn't have her daddy back. I
0: hope that one day we'll be able to forgive, but until then, maybe presence is greater than and answers. You kind of, I kind of watched it with that in mind, where like seeing all she goes through to just, uh, you know, not end up having her dad. Yeah, just
1: to avenge her father, and just at the end of the movie, that that line strikes you, and you're like, gosh, oh,
0: yeah, yeah, it, it really. Uh being a fan of Levi the Poet kinda enhanced this movie for me in a way. Yeah. It, it made me watch it with all that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's uh it's it's just a really solid movie. I'm glad that we uh got around to watching it. Absolutely. Um
1: and we needed to see a classic movie too. Yeah. Like what we we've seen
0: that uh Martin Scorsese
1: I think that's the oldest one we've seen so far on the podcast. That yeah. Scorsese movie. It was
0: nice to throw it a little further back. Absolutely. Um sometimes the score was kind of ridiculous, but that was just kind of the case with all yeah. studio movies back then. Like, there was parts where it wasn't this, but it felt like it was just going bump, dee dum dee dum It just, just felt dum, bum, like bum, they dee. wanted
1: to put music there for some reason. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I think there was parts where uh, they were sneaking around or something like that, and they were trying to like, get the jump on somebody, and that's the music that was playing. Mm-hmm. Instead of just like, something more calm or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it, that it is what it is I guess Yeah,
0: As all westerns do this has great Cinematography especially with like the Technicolor it's very saturated and mm-hmm. You definitely see the blue sky Mixed with like the the skin tones and all that And I thought that was great cinematography yeah. uh, For some reason I don't remember why I wrote John Wayne's Colon <laughs> uh, For those of you who don't know John Wayne had a massively Oversized colon once he died um, <laughs> Which is why he died uh, I also wrote, did Robert Duvall ever have hair? Because he's pretty young nah, in this. Seriously, I don't think <laughs> he ever, even in Godfather. I mean,
1: I, that came after this movie. Yeah, but he had no hair there either. Yeah, it's, but... it's like, it's like. Uh, I, saw, I saw somebody comment on Jerry Sp- uh, Stiller, and they were like. Was Jerry Stiller ever young? And then they posted a picture of Jerry Stiller when he was like 22, and he looks old as shit still. It's like the same thing for Robert Duvall.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's it was kind of just funny. Um, but I mean, he looks young. He just he just yeah. doesn't have hair. Have people just aged differently back then. I feel yeah, uh, just because they had more stress uh, and seriously, like, or, a- and and just were around smoking more. So, smoking yeah, ages just, a shit ton.
1: It just seemed like if you were born earlier than the 70s, you most likely were already 40 years old when you came out of the womb.
0: <laughs> I was born 40 like, years old. Even,
1: I think, the, the sheriff, when uh, Kim Darby got to, like, the jail area or whatever, mm-hmm. like, the, the main sheriff was just like... Like, <laughs> they just look stern all the time and just, like, yeah. aged at that point, like, that 50-year-old stern looking dude.
0: Yeah. That's just I mean the, uh, yeah, that guy
1: sad. was 50, so that uh yeah, I mean it's just, like that's just what everybody looks like back yeah, then, which yeah. is kind of weird to say, but still.
0: Yeah. But I yeah, I'm I'm really glad we we watched this, especially, you know, given my disaster of a movie that I selected. Um, uh yeah. Um <laughs> the, the greatest thing
1: for me about this movie was wanting to really see the coen brothers movie right after i saw this one yeah Just i'm probably to gonna do like a back it at to some back. point yes yeah, yeah absolutely like i'm definitely gonna re-watch it whether or not we like it here or not mm-hmm. uh so, yeah man this movie was great what are you doing looking for sign
0: you couldn't see it if you saw it they are trailing the most surprised killer the west ever knew
1: I'm here to take you back to Fort Smith and hang you.
0: And I think I will not go. Now, how do you like that?
1: Now, you mean to say that you won't go with me on your own free will?
0: You just got it all the way around. Now, you will follow me. I didn't think you'd do it. Says Saturday Review, True Grit is lively, uproarious, high adventure. I mean to kill you in one minute, Ned or see you hanged in Fort Smith at Judge Barker's convenience. Which'll it be? I call it bold talk for a one-eyed fat man.
1: No grit, <sighs> Rooster Cogburn, not much.
0: let's move on to, and I'm very sorry for anyone who had to watch this, Spring Breakers. Good morning,
1: sunshine. Nice,
0: sunshine, little bit. Where's, Where's the money? Money, money. For what? You
1: know, know what? <laughs> All I know is I'm not going to sit here another day. Spring Breakers. How are we gonna get enough money? I don't and know. Time? We're the only ones still here. Spring break. I'm tired of seeing the same thing. Oh, spring break. It's your chance to see something different. <sighs> spring break. Just give that Gosh. cash. Pretend like it's a video game. We can do this. Spring break. We're
0: oh, in I got no you oh, My, my past got low, a magic place, y'all. You can change who you are, yo. Bikinis and big booties, yo, that's what life is about. Written and directed by Harmony Corinne or Corine, Corini I don't really give a shit because he made this. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> and starring Vanessa Hudgens, Selena Gomez, James Franco, Ashley Benson, uh Spring Breakers tells the story of four college girls hold up a restaurant in order to fund their spring break vacation. While partying, drinking, and taking drugs, they are arrested only to be bailed out by a drug and arms dealer. Uh, Before you speak. Uh, Before you
1: fucking utter words (laughs) out of your mouth. I had... Zero intention of watching this movie ever.
0: Oh, trust me, me too, (laughs) me too. I did this to myself as well.
1: I know why you did. I know. I know everything. I am the almighty. Uh, I tried to watch this movie four times.
0: (laughs) Did you start over each time?
1: No. Okay. (laughs) I got to. I got to the five minute mark. And I stopped. I was like, no, I, I can't handle this movie right now. And it was, uh. I think it was the day after the podcast. So, yeah. like, I was like, you know what? I got a free day. I'm going to try to watch it. Five minutes in, I'm like, fucking all God, what is happening? <laughs> I stopped. I was like, okay. I, text, I texted Mike. I was like, hey, listen, dude, <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> We're not friends anymore.
1: <laughs> the next day, I tried again. I got two minutes further. I was like, well, I know why I stopped yesterday. And then yesterday, I tried again because me and my friends were playing some games and they had to go somewhere. So we had to take a little break. I was like, you know what? I'll watch the movie again. I'll try it. Podcast is tomorrow. Heck yeah. I can do it, Glenn. Pat on the back. Boom. Two minutes later. Fucking damn. I got to play another game because I can't. (laughs) So finally, today was the podcast. I, I stuck through it, texting Mike throughout the whole damn thing, saying, why, oh, why have you done this to me, friend? <laughs> I thought we were close. I
0: thought we were lovers. But no. We, we were enemies lovers. the whole time. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry, Glenn. Uh, <sighs> I think I, you might have seen it. I posted on our Instagram page yeah, guys, my very <laughs> last note after watching this. What's the credits roll? I bro- I'm i sorry, Glenn Uh, Uh... I got so... I I was so done done with this movie. I I just want to throw this in. I I just was so done with this movie. I started writing my notes in cursive to see if I remembered (laughs) how to write in cursive. (laughs) Yeah. That's how bad this movie is. Where I was just like, anything, anything to take my mind off of this train wreck of a movie. The fact that this has... What is the score here? It has a way too high score. Yeah, it's got like medium score right now. It's like a five point three on yeah, and and on Rotten Tomatoes it's like a sixty three percent. I'm baffled. I am baffled that this is so widely well received, and like other other than the nudity, I don't understand why anyone would like this. And even with the nudity, it's gross nudity. Yeah. So why? It's I was just reminded throughout this entire movie that I fucking hate college kids. Even when I was in college, I hated college <laughs> kids. They're the scum of the earth. Anyone who's in college, you're fucking terrible. Grow the fuck up and just just be better people. And, and it's not all about partying, Glenn. It's not all about party. All right. <sighs> so I know, I know why
1: you picked this movie. I understand. Yeah. It was an experiment,
0: a failed experiment, but it was an experiment.
1: Because <laughs> it's, it's A24, right? It's A24. It was their first And I also film?
0: wanted to... It was their first first wide-released film. Yeah. And I also just wanted to watch a movie that I knew I didn't want to watch just to see if I'd be surprised.
1: Okay. Mm. Given that,
0: you you would at least think,
1: given the rest of what they've brought out, this would at least have some spark. In your heart. Mm-hmm. But this this movie only caters to two things. Uh, people around teenage to college years old, mm-hmm. whatever that may be, and just men who want to see some goddamn titties <laughs> and some bitches.
0: That's the thing. Like, the entire thing felt like it's a fetish for super, for the director. super,
1: super misogynistic.
0: Absolutely. Even with the entire cast. Like, the funny thing is, this passes the Bechdel test, but it's probably more harmful to women than any other fucking movie I've seen. <laughs> the, this, uh. this, this movie,
1: it had no substance. No substance. It didn't, and I... That just blew my mind. What I just—it yeah. had nothing. It, it nothing has to so go little substance that made you want to like the movie.
0: It has so little substance. There's a scene when two of the girls are in a history class and they're supposed to be bored, but I was legitimately more interested in what the history teacher was saying <laughs> than <laughs> than what they were thinking or doing or trying to get done. And I mean, I I don't know if any of you care, but he was talking about the re- uh, reconstruction after the Civil War, <laughs> and I was I was fascinated with what he was saying, and I'm I'm a, I'm a hi- history buff myself, so maybe that's why. But like the fact that they used that to show that what their lives were like was boring, yeah, is just completely ridiculous. Like that that is a thousand times more interesting than this bullshit here. And um, so not, I'm gonna try to make. Everything I, I have a lot
1: to say about this movie. I wrote two and a half pages of notes. <laughs> like I didn't write shit. I I didn't write shit for true grit either. Like I'm yeah. trying to I'm trying to get it all on mind instead of write stuff down. That's anymore. that's a good call. Um I have a lot to say about th- I'm gonna try to make as like make this sound as smooth as I possibly can. Okay. The first subject I want to go into is the flow. Mm-hmm. This movie is all oh. over the fucking place.
0: Not only that, but it's repetitive as shit. It's super There's
1: literally a part where I had to stop the movie, like I think 45 to an hour into it because they just kept repeating the same line. Actually, it might well, have been they, longer.
0: They do that like 5 or 6 times. Yeah, they have they a do conversation it. and then have mm-hmm. like a different take of the conversation happen. And like there's
1: there's one very specific one that I'm talking about where it's the two girls and James Franco and he's just like they repeat the same line six maybe six times in the span of, like, a five-minute scene. And it's just, like, they're calling him a, like, sorry for the language, ladies, a pussycat. And they, they're, like, a, you know, just, you know, the, the dirtier word for that. They're, yeah. calling, they're calling him a puss. And they just
0: repeat that line over and
1: over and over yeah. and over. And yeah.
0: It, it The is, whole movie's like that. It, it is. It, not, not only that, but, like, they say y'all after, like, every other sentence. I get there in the South. I get it. No, my wife is from the south. I lived in the south. <laughs> no one says y'all that much. Yeah, not a single person. Even the most ghetto, the most the most redneck. No one says y'all that much. It's a lot of yalls. It's you. You could tell that. Like it hurt just right it, there. It to was y'all. it was a crutch for actors who were given the the range to improvise. Mm-hmm. To to kind of move on. Like, they said y'all is a crutch, and it was really fucking annoying. Not only that, but there is no character in this world that is like James Franco. Oh, we're jumping. We're jumping. Hold on. Okay. Stay in in the flow. Stay in the flow. I'm I'm trying to be more like the movie, so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The flow. So not only do they, like, repeat shit all the time, like, they'll go to a scene... They're like they're on the beach or something like that, and then they'll mm-hmm. jump to them them in college, and then they'll jump to them in a car, and then they'll jump like this is all in a span of thirty seconds. Like it's all over the editing, yeah. so far over the place. Like next thing you know, these girls are robbing a, a diner. Next thing you know, they're back on the beach. Next thing you know, they're in a car. It's all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. And I've never been so angry about it. Even Suicide Squad, I think I'm more angry about this movie than Suicide. Squad. No, I-, I was I- on
0: the floor. Mike <laughs> I remember, I remember. Hands down, Suicide Squad is a better movie than this. Yeah. I would I would watch Suicide Squad as the only movie I could ever watch again over and over <laughs> if I didn't have to watch this movie again. <sighs> uh, and it's just it's uh, I gave this half a star on Letterboxd, by the I way. I did I did too. It's so fucking bad. The only and,
1: the only reason I might as well get this out of the way now, because we're just going to shit on this fucking movie. Yeah. The only reason I gave it a half a star was because of the soundtrack. But that's half a star instead of, like, any other higher thing. Because at the end of the movie... Uh, let me try to find this song real quick. Obviously, they catered to what the music was for at that time, which was 2012. Yeah. Fucking dubstep. So it was out like it was ass. like yeah yeah it was the, um, the
0: height of dubstep,
1: and they played a shit ton of skrillex.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So one one they played over and over again was uh it's like scary monsters and sprites which I'm trying to find right now or
0: something like something like that. Funnily enough, I actually know that song. Um, I hate I hate uh, <laughs> Scary yeah.
1: monsters and nice nice yeah sprites. So at the end of the movie. They play a version of that that was all kind of like an orchestra, instead of like the actual dubstep. <laughs> it wasn't orchestra, but it was like strings and shit like that, and that was that was a nice little relief. I'm like, oh okay, that, we've heard that song, but a lot of people wouldn't catch on to that if it wasn't just a fucking dubstep song. So like I caught that. I'm like, okay, that's 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 nice. Kind of kind of like it was nice, and the to the end of the movie, I'm like, I could enjoy this little dubstep violin shit going
0: on, mm-hmm. but without the dubstep. That's the only thing that I liked about it. I would say the cinematography is the only thing I liked. Because it does have good cinematography. I, yeah, it does. But, but, but then it's, the editing ruins it. Exactly, yeah. Like, there are times where it holds on a, a really nice shot and then yeah. just cuts to some, some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm convinced that this... Uh, the director, Harmony Corinne is an alien uh, who has never experienced life ever and never spoken to a teenager or, or a college kid. Yeah. Um, but the thing, like, it's just so unrealistic. Not, like, even... Selena Gomez's character is, like, a, a, a churchgoer. She She goes to youth group. And, like... The way they depict youth group is so wrong. I grew up in, in youth group. Like my dad's a pastor. I went to youth group. The whole point of youth group is to show kids that church can be fun, and they just showed it not being fun. They were singing. They were saying amen over and over and over again, yeah. which is, I guess, goes with the rest of the movie being repetitive. But like, I have never seen a worse depiction of a a youth group gathering in any any sense. It was just horrible. Oh my and god,
1: dude. I'm I, bo- I'm reading these... Sorry, I'm reading some reviews right now on Letterboxd. It's blowing my fucking mind how many people are like, this movie's got such a good message behind it. What's the message that... That your asshole makes of ass?
0: Yeah, so, apparently. I don't know. The, they also showed the same shots of Spring Break over and over again. They, they always came back to this uh same shot of the uh this this shirtless girl getting like beer poured on her and it's just like you could tell that i guess they didn't get enough footage and we're trying to fill fill it in but it's it's so terrible and again going to back to the director not having inter- ever interact with a kid there's yeah. fucking college kids playing craps <laughs> what is this the 30s does anyone play craps anymore unless they're in vegas yeah. Glenn, you're,
1: you're a hood rat. Is that, is that a thing? Coats yeah. till I die, motherfucker. <laughs> no, it's 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 not.
0: Like poker, sure. Blackjack, sure. Fucking craps? Craps?
1: I'm a little depressed
0: right now. Hold on. Yeah, <clears> yeah. <throat> I'm also depressed. And it, the whole it wouldn't be so bad if it didn't try to be deep. Like you could tell that they just kept repeating shit to try to be deep or whatever, and it's just it is not deep at all. Like well, I guess if you're high as a fucking kite, what's it seems crazy
1: deep. is I forgot that this movie's so short. So imagine if they didn't do all the repetitive shit, how much shorter this movie would have been oh, if it, it had a normal flow it, to it, it. It
0: might be good if it was a short film.
1: Might, maybe, but maybe. even the story itself, it goes nowhere. Yeah, it just things happen, and that was it. Like, also, how long is this fucking spring break? Seriously, it was like it's. They made it. They dragged it out to be like five or six days, maybe. Yeah, but it, it had to have been like three or four days.
0: It, it felt like three it days, was, maybe. Because well, it's supposed I, to be I like a I thought it felt like thing. like five weeks. <laughs> Or eighty-two Seriously. years. It well, the felt only so
1: long. the only time the only thing you, like you could tell like it was only a few days is because they were all wearing the same clothes within mm-hmm. the span of the, all these cuts. So like yeah. you're like okay, this is that day that they're doing, and and then like you see yeah. different clothing. You're like, okay, they're on a different day, but it's all within the same minute. So you're like seeing like three or four different days jumping back and forth, but mm-hmm. it's all happening in like a three-day thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, they kept talking about how great Florida is. Which people in Florida don't even think Florida is great. Like, they, uh, Selena Gomez was talking to her grandma. And I was like, this place is special. It's spiritual. I was like, bitch, it's Florida. <laughs> and then later, one of the other, uh, during the climax of the movie, one of the other girls, I think it was Vanessa Hudgens, was just like, it was just nice to see other parts of the world. It's like, bitch, you're, you're in Florida. Florida and you're already from the South. Florida is not other parts of the world if you're from like Tennessee or, or, or Alabama or whatever, it's Florida. Like it, it's this it got to the point where I really just wish people would just not even try to fix uh global warming so eventually Florida will be covered in water and we won't have to suffer through another movie like this. I'd rather people die <laughs> and have to see another movie. not really. I don't want people to die, but I oh, want Florida God. to not exist anymore. Um uh what, what okay, so acting. <laughs>
1: You have got a pretty good cast here. Um for the most part. Yeah, they're all good James, in at least something. Yes, yeah, so you got Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudgens, uh, James Franco obviously, it's the big mm-hmm. one there. And then you got Ashley Benson, Gucci Mane, for <laughs> fucking Gucci Mane. Those fucking so,
0: creepy ass twins that are yeah, also also, they were I mean, just they're not chilling in the background of some,
1: like, when they were talking at the, the, the fucking, the park. They were just chilling way in the background of, like, yeah. a shot. Like, yeah, anyway. those
0: two twins are actually, like, I think they're lawyers. I, I watched a documentary about them because they're also in the movie Baby Driver. Um, oh, interesting. They're only in Baby Driver for, like, 30 seconds, but they're, like, the most disgusting human beings on the face of the planet, and people are infatuated with them for some reason. Um, and I don't get it. So, the
1: cast, the cast is, it's a good cast. As much as I like James Franco's diversity, it didn't go well here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, the, the thing is, he's he's not an intimidating person. Like, no. Like, if he was 50 like, pounds heavier of pure muscle, he would still mm-hmm. not be intimidating.
1: Like, I understand the look he was going for. Like, there's people, like... The major, I don't know if like a major influence was a Riff Raff. He's a mm-hmm. celebrity. Uh uh but I he looked just like him in this movie. So like it just it just didn't work. It just, not not for James Franco at least. I liked his diversity in most films, but I yeah. mainly mainly like him in like the other shit that he does. Just not this movie. He was Nobody's likable in this movie. Not he, not Vanessa Hudgens,
0: not Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez no. is the closest to being relatable. Yes. Cuz she's smart and gets out like when it becomes too much. Yeah, she's the first one to get out of the whole goddamn yeah. thing. Um But nobody's likable.
1: Like there Selena Gomez was the closest to being relatable, but everybody else was just mm
0: mm-hmm. Mhm. Um Yeah, it was just really bad. It's so draining. It really is draining. And, uh, like, it's, it's, I don't, I I don't, nobody,
1: nobody has an arc. Nobody has, like, an arc. Like, you would have expected, like, Selena Gomez to have some arc. Because the Mm -hmm. whole, the whole beginning of the movie, she's talking about, I'm trying to, we're here to find ourselves. We're, I'm here to find myself. And just, like, we're on this journey here.
0: They act like they're so imprisoned. In well, their their home at life like, their life really? at home, but like they seem Way like they have a teenagers. lot of free time. They have a lot of free time. It seems seriously. Like, like I, mean, I had a relatively lot of free time when I was a teenager, and I never felt like that. And I was just like, yeah, I've got a free time and and shit. Uh, also, when um, the fact that they didn't get out after they were part of a drive by shooting, mm-hmm. they deserved everything that was coming to them after that point. Yeah, one of them got Got out, out. but... One of them got out. First of all, she gets shot in the arm, and this is a gross... I just wanted to bring this up just because this happened to me literally 10 minutes before I started watching this movie. Uh, She's like you know crying as you would if you got shot in the arm and one of my notes again i don't believe this i just thought it was funny because it happened i i I got hot sauce in my eye last night oh my god i was like i've never been shot but it can't fucking hurt yeah i was like i've been i've never been shot but it can't be worse than getting hot sauce in your eye it's terrible (laughs) and
1: especially if it went through like i assume it obviously would have gotten through because he didn't like pull a bullet out or anything like that yeah yeah but Obviously, it would be a bitch, but hot sauce in the eye. That's a whole different
0: level of death. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I i, I mean, I, I, I'm not claiming that that's 100% true. No. I just thought that was, you know, I was just trying to entertain myself while watching this god-awful movie. So I mean, again, I fucking wrote in cursive just to see if I could.
1: Yeah, so we, we've gone through uh, the cast. We've gone through the flow. We've gone through the cinematography and the soundtrack. Uh, one of the other thing, like the arc. Did I say arc already? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? Because I want to talk about the ending, too. Uh,
0: the only thing I have to say is there is literally no incentive for anyone to stay specifically after the shooting even before the shooting but you know definitely after the shooting uh and they are so fucking stupid that if this ended with them being part of human trafficking i would not feel bad for them um that would have been a more interesting movie. It would have been a more interesting movie. And not to say that if this were based on a true story, I would still feel the same way. But since it's a fictional movie with fictional characters who have no redeeming qualities, I am very okay with saying if they became part of human trafficking, then I I wouldn't feel bad for them. Um,
1: I have uh, so many nitpicks to say, but... Actually, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do them. Yeah, so but that,
0: that's pretty much all I have to say about this movie.
1: So at the party where they got arrested, only the group of girls and like a couple other dudes got arrested instead of like the whole party. Like they took most of the people out, and I, I guess it's because they had cocaine on them in that room. Mm-hmm. But also like there was a lot of other shit going on in that whole house. Like, but that group got arrested. Like vandalism. I, that's a, yeah, that's a, that's another. I was thing.
0: I was irritated for the hotel manager myself. Like I yeah. yeah. I just, I wanted to quit being a hotel manager after I saw that, and I'm not even a hotel manager. Second, uh,
1: spring break, nobody goes this fucking hard.
0: Yeah. They go hard, absolutely. If they do, it's on the beach.
1: Yeah. They go hard, absolutely. They don't go that hard during this movie. Then again, I didn't go to Florida for spring break, so what am I doing? Um, I lived in
0: Florida around spring break, and I never remember anything like this happening. Yeah. Um... Uh,
1: so, yeah, as you were saying about, like, how these girls should... Like, they had no incentives to stay. They... So, Selena Gomez wanted to go home, like, as soon as she possibly could. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, after they went to jail, she wanted to go home. Like, she was done with it. And then you got James Franco talking to Robert. He's like, oh, baby, stay. Come on, baby. Come on, let go, girl. Come on, damn. Uh, y'all. Uh, <laughs> so... What what super fucking bothers me about this part is that she wanted to go home after they went to jail, but she was a hundred percent okay with partying the whole time, which I understand. She's just trying to find herself. She's trying to find her Janie. Um, but she's a hundred percent okay with her friends robbing a diner. Yeah. To go to the fucking Florida.
0: Mm-hmm also you don't you don't find yourself by being shit-faced and not even remembering the night before no that's not how you find yourself i'm not saying that like drugs wouldn't help at all but they get like so fucked up it's there's no way that they remember anything that happened yeah um
1: there's so much other shit but really i kind of want to just get to the ending of it yeah um so the ending do you want to go? I've been talking this whole fucking time. No, I'm I, sure I you literally have nothing it. else to say. So go okay. for it. The ending. So here's uh, yeah, the this, this story. So the ending and the story are kind of the same, same here. This movie, it has no like plot that it wants to actually stick to. In the beginning of the movie, you got Selena Gomez wanting to find herself. And then you also got this group of friends. They want to go to Florida. Okay, got that. And then they rob a, a diner. And then they finally go to Florida because they've got the money now. And then they get there, and it's just partying. There's no plot there. Partying, and then they finally get caught because they got cocaine and shit. And then... <laughs> I'm glad you already said spoilers, because I'm literally explaining the whole movie right now.
0: <laughs> well, um, I mean, you, you want to do our, our listeners a service so they don't have to watch this
1: if yeah, they haven't already. Yeah, for real. Don't fucking watch this movie. Because here, I'm, I'll let you listen to the movie. Yeah. So... So, they went to jail for the cocaine, and then they get out of cocaine because James Franco posts bail for them. And then Selena Gomez is like, I'm done here. This is weird. I'm done. James Franco is weird, and his friends are black and weird. So, she dips <laughs> out. That's, that's literally her her whole explanation. That's not even me. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, next up... You got these girls falling in love with James Franco, basically, because he's... For he's, no reason. For no reason. He's a there's, douchey there's character. There's no reason. I mean, I'm sh- obviously, girls fall in love with douchey guys all the time. Yeah. Not, not literally typecasting girls here, but this movie is that misogynistic that they're just like, you know what? James Franco, he's cute. Oh, yeah. He's got fucking cornrows. That's fine. He's got a grill, Yeah. but he's got money. That's the key factor. He's got monies and guns. He's... He's flashing all this shit around and these girls are like falling in love with him, finger quotes in the air. And then and finally, like he's getting these girls to do basically whatever he wants. And then there was a nice little thing where I was like, oh shit. The girls like put point their his own guns at him and like seem like they're gonna rob him. I'm like, okay, that's a nice little twist. They're not right. actually yeah. falling in love. I'm like, shit, some shit's about to go down. This story's about to pick up. And that's where I thought you were talking about for the 10 minutes. Like, oh, this movie does get interesting, Glenn
0: That's exactly what I was talking was about. Was okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, like, ten, 10 minutes was being generous, but like. Yeah,
1: it was maybe a two-minute thing. Yeah. Um,
0: But so, the, like, I'm like, oh, shit, this little twist.
1: And then he just starts sucking the barrels of the gun like they're dicks. And he even says, like, I just sucked y'all's dicks.
0: H- As if we didn't already know that. Like.
1: After that, we go into a five-minute Britney Spears fucking collage of them doing stuff.
0: How obvious was it that he wasn't playing piano there? It was so obvious. So obvious.
1: <laughs> um, And it, it just becomes like a, a collage of fucking things they're doing and shit they want to do. And then the story picks up to... James Franco and his best friend are on real bad terms. They used to be best friends. Now they're not. Now they're running two different blocks and shit like that. It's stories all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. All and then he finally convinces the girls, like, yo, all right, because they just drove by and tried to fucking shoot us and one, got actually one of you. We're gonna roll up on them now. And so one of the one girl who did get shot, she left, and then. It's just another 10 minutes of them just fucking talking about how James Franco a pussy because he's scared about it. Yeah. And then when they finally do go to confront Gucci Mane as the best friend of, well, ex-best friend of James Franco, fucking James Franco gets shot immediately. Mm-hmm. Nothing happens.
0: Not and only then, that, but then the girls and then the go girls, on...
1: Are like goddamn fucking black ops soldiers.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't get They're, shot. <laughs> in no world do they come out of that alive. No, in absolutely. No
1: Especially, I watched some of those dudes hold like point their guns. They were on that shit. They yeah. were fucking aiming at them, and they were just like, prrah, prrah, Yeah,
0: you dead." Like, prrah. had it just been Gucci Mane, uh, chilling in his his hot tub and getting like surprised or like not taking them seriously like it was when they actually got to the hot tub yeah i could believe that but with how many people they fucking shot and killed through it there's no world where they come out of that alive not even in movies not (sighs) even movies have to be somewhat plausible for me to like suspend disbelief and this no and then after
1: that the, well actually before all the shooting and stuff happened like they're calling their mom saying how much they want to like change their lives and be better people and shit like that and then after the phone calls that's when all the ending happens where James Franco gets shot and then they're they're fucking storming this I don't even know if it's a mansion I don't remember I was falling asleep it's,
0: it's a mansion yeah um and then
1: and then they're driving away after the whole thing they kill Gucci man James Franco's dead as fuck and they drive away in a Lambo or a Ferrari, whatever it was. It's
0: Gucci Mane's car.
1: Yeah, it was Gucci Mane's car, and they dipped the fuck out. where they find the keys? I have no idea. But they didn't go back. They didn't get Aliens money, which is James Franco's money. They didn't get nothing. They just had the car, and they left, and roll credits.
0: What the fuck is that movie? <laughs> Mike, what did you do? I told you it was an experiment that went wrong. I don't know how more clear I can I... be about
1: that. I don't know how A twenty four was like. Yeah, it sounds it sounds good to me.
0: I mean, it was their very first movie, so I'm guessing that they were just trying to get anything going. I would assume they had to make like th- this movie was
1: obviously targeted for teenagers and college kids. Yeah. Did they make good money off this?
0: Uh, let me Gross. Find out. They made fourteen million, and it was made for five million. But depending on what the budget was for marketing, this was either it either broke even or is a failure. Uh, gro- worldwide, though, it made 31 million. So, yeah, it's a success. So, yeah, so they made some profit off this
1: movie, yeah. obviously. Because it, it's severely and honestly, caters like, to teenagers, college kids, and weed smokers <laughs> and all that shit.
0: Trying to find any positive, I'm glad they did because then they started rolling out gold. Yes. Um, they, they had to shit out a
1: stinker before they really brought out the brought out that gold like you said yeah they took out james franco's grill and said here's the gold baby <laughs> we'll start making uh, some yeah. good stuff i'm sorry uh,
0: i think my biggest problem with this is that th- there's no incentive for anything for anyone to do anything No this, there's no motivation there's no reason there's no nothing uh if i'm going to say anything positive about this i could see begin to see, even fathom that in Harmony Corinne's mind, that this was an allegory for the American dream. Yes. Which
1: is the only thing I can think of, which is why people are giving this movie five stars, four and a half stars, four stars, four and a half stars on all these reviews.
0: But you know what does that better? Literally any movie that's an allegory for the American dream.
1: Or just making this movie how it should have been instead of trying to cater to titties and shit.
0: Yeah. Really?
1: Oh my god, this movie was bad.
0: Yes. Again, I am sorry to anyone who is <laughs> like, mad at me. I legit
1: I straight up wanted to start making a top ten worst movies I've ever seen, and this one being number one. I might do that at some point. Like I the problem is I have no ideas how
0: like idea how to even start that. Yeah. Other than this movie. I mean you could go letterbox and filter by uh lowest rated. I could. I, I did that could. for I did that for my top 100 list. I only did highest rated, not lowest rated. Um, but yeah, That's, I got I got nothing else to say about this disaster of a movie. Thank you. Uh, thank you I Spring hope. Breakers for giving money to A24. Yeah. But I hope that you never make anything and like this I'm again.
1: I am 100% glad they learned from
0: this experience. I I hope 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 that Beach Bum's, who is directed and written by the same person, is nothing like this beach bum with Matthew McConaughey that's coming out oh god that's right uh cause that, that's also a 24 but it's got Matthew McConaughey it looks like it has more structure somewhat um so I just hope and also uh James Franco fuck you for making Post Malone look like Post Malone cause I guarantee you he saw this movie and he was like I wanna be the very best James Franco alien straight up went Pokemon on that shit yeah I, I did <laughs> <sighs> Uh, uh, I
1: That's the most I've ever talked. I think that's the most I've talked throughout this whole series of podcasts. Yeah, Just I'm in glad. this one. I'm
0: glad that, it, I you know, at the very least, I got you to open so up. So, whenever
1: people are like, Glenn, you, you don't know my, as much as Mike in the, when it comes to movies. Listen, when I fucking hate a movie, I will tell you about it. Yeah. I will let you know every single detail. Yeah. That's where my passion lies.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I, I also talk more about movies when I hate them because it's. Luckily you had me because I hated it more this time. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's it for Spring Breakers. I'm sorry. I got my dark tannin oil. Lay out by the pool. This is the American dream, y'all. Spring break. Y'all want to die tonight?
1: Spring break. Get down! You scared, aren't you? Spring break forever. Spring break forever, bitches. My loneliness oh. is killing me. Oh. And I, I oh. must oh. confess,
0: I still believe, still believe. We're going to move on to the judgment. Uh, we threw Captain Marvel onto the to this one. So uh mm-hmm. I line. guess I'll, I'll go first because I, I wanted to talk about it originally.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so Captain Marvel. We kind of shit on a little bit. It's a good movie though. It's an okay movie. Mm-hmm. It's in between that realm, in between okay and good. But we did not need another origin story. At least in my opinion. We did need to know a little bit more about it, but we didn't need a whole fucking movie about it. Yeah. I don't think this belongs on a shelf. This isn't even top 10 Marvel movies, in my
0: opinion. It's not. It's, uh, of the ones I've seen, it's bottom of the barrel, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty low. Um, and again, like, everyone knows that I'm not a huge fan of them, but I always at least enjoy them. This one I didn't enjoy. Um, and I know I'm
1: still coming off the Spring Breakers hate train right now, yeah. so I'm making it sound harsh. I liked the movie, but it wasn't fantastic as everybody's hyping it up to Yeah, me. agreed. Oh, what I wanted to do, I'm sorry, before we head on to the next two, where do you scale this between Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel? Like, where which one did you like more, personally?
0: I didn't see Wonder Woman. Oh, so you didn't see that yet? Just by oh, default, man. Captain Marvel, but... <laughs> so, <laughs> what about I, you? I
1: personally think Wonder Woman was more... Was better. Uh, was better.
0: I could see that. I mean, it. it Wonder Woman got more critical praise the, than this. The action was better, in my opinion. Um, which in, is in Wonder Woman.
1: Super weird to say. It was uh, the the girl. I don't want to say girl power because they still made the men kind of more of a thing than the women in Wonder Woman. Because of Chris Pine's character, I guess. Yeah, I
0: mean, Wonder Woman also had to kind of. Walk the fine line of showing that women can be powerful, but yeah. also not shitting on the World War II veterans or whatever, or World War One, like, whatever war was. It's something that I really have to think about. But at the moment, I want to say
1: Wonder Woman was better in my opinion. Yeah, because the problem with Captain Marvel is that it it stuck to a formula that all other Marvel movies did, where yeah. Wonder Woman kind of
0: it felt very cookie cutter. Yeah, Wonder Woman felt like more of what i would have wanted out of
1: captain marvel really Mm
0: -hmm. and yeah that's not to say captain marvel doesn't have its moments but overall it's just yeah i I agree it doesn't deserve to go on the shelf so yeah anyway that's that's it so let's Um, move on to true grit i think i'd
1: honestly be doing a dis disservice if i didn't put this on the shelf Mm -hmm. because this is really it from what i've been hearing from everybody else this is a staple for most westerns yeah inspired the coen brothers to make a fantastic remake of this movie um and just kim darby's performance alone with john wayne as well i think it belongs on the shelf personally
0: yeah Mm -hmm. now if i had to choose between this one and the coen brothers one i would pick the coen brothers one every single time 100% um and if I could only put one of them on the shelf, I would say the Coen Brothers one. However, we make the rules here. We can put as many as we want, and maybe one day we'll talk about the Coen Brothers True Grid on this podcast. Well, that's a um, whole different
1: thing because they're two—they're two different movies, so it doesn't yeah. even matter.
0: Yeah, really. But uh, I, I like. I'm just saying where my yeah, mind's at. Or like, if, if I yes. if I had to pick, no, it would not go on the shelf if, if it was yes. going against the, I'm two, in the uh, Coen Brothers.
1: I'm on the same horse as you. are But since that it one.
0: doesn't, yes, I would say it goes on the shelf.
1: Absolutely awesome. Uh,
0: spring Breakers, no. I, we've talked about it enough. That's one shelf boy. One shelf that's boy. One,
1: sh- one shelf boy. Out of three, there. Yeah. So yeah, that's, so, uh,
0: yeah, that's uh, that is the judgment for this week. Captain Marvel does not make it on the shelf unanimously. True Grit unanimously does make it on the shelf. And Spring Breakers, fuck that shit. And, Dude, that uh, doesn't even belong. Put it to bed. In bury the trash. it. Bury it in a place where no one will ever find it. Um, give,
1: give the trash respect. It doesn't belong in there.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, what? Uh, you Christ got a movie for a next week, Lynn? Cheesecake. What?
1: <laughs> uh, I do. I have actually been. I don't want to hype this up. I don't want to hype it up at all. I've been a little bit excited for this movie, mainly because the cast, it's, it's, it's good, in my opinion. I think it's going to be fantastic. I, again, I'm not trying to hype it up more than it is. Uh, Oscar Isaac, you got Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, Garrett Hedlund, and Pedro Pascal.
0: You know what the movie is yet? Uh, I know it has like triple or something and triple,
1: Not triple triple That movie's bad We're doing triple frontier The triple new, Netflix, frontier. new Netflix original movie With mm. all those bad boys Directed by J.C. Chander and The synopsis here is Five former special forces operatives Reunite to plan a heist In a sparsely populated Multi-border zone of South America For the cool. first time in that Oh hold on it's not a full summary for the first time in their prestigious careers they un, the unsung heroes undertake their dangerous mission for self for self instead of country what a weird sentence yeah for weird them, for themselves instead of country would have been better yeah. but when events take an unexpected turn and threaten to spiral out of control their skills their loyalties and their morals are pushed to the breaking point in an epic battle for survival that's a really long fucking synopsis
0: that's way longer than it needed to be yeah <laughs> All right, Triple Frontier, where where can we watch that? Um,
1: sponsors. <clears throat> sponsors. Netflix sponsors.
0: Please. Netflix, okay. <laughs> um, my movie for next week, uh, it has an 87% on Rotten Tomato, which is extremely high for a horror movie. Uh, Ooh. And horror. It is also available on Netflix. Netflix sponsor us. Um, and it is directed by Andre Ovredal, written by Ian Goldberg and Richard Nang. Um, and starring Brian Cox, Emile Hirsch, and Ophelia Lavabond, Uh it is The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Really? Yes. Yes. A father and son, both coroners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who was apparently harboring dark secrets. Uh, I've been wanting to watch this. I think we, we had it on one of our trailer episodes uh, when we did the YouTube's um, yeah, I think so. That was man,
1: that was a, a lifetime ago. Yeah,
0: I'm interested in seeing it. I like both Brian Cox and Emile Hirsch. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I've I've been told by multiple people that it's a good movie, so let's hope that they're right. And I know for a fact it's going to be better than Spring Breakers, so.
1: Uh, I just got depressed again.
0: <laughs> well, I apologize. <sighs> so, our movies for next week, both available on Netflix, Netflix sponsors, Please. are Triple Frontier and The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review, or on Facebook at Keystone Film Review. On Letterbacks, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it for this week. All right, I ap- y'all. I apologize again. Please forgive me. <laughs> All right, y'all. My Bye. name's Alien. Fuck you